So here's what I have in my heart, folks, this morning. You know, the scripture in Mark chapter 16, and we're going to go ahead and get into the word. Mark 16, after Jesus gave them the great commission, he said to them, Now, go forth and preach everywhere, and I will work with you. And I will confirm the word that you have just heard with signs following. And so what we can expect today, as the word of God goes forward, for wonders and signs and miracles to take place. But not only that, we can expect a good, solid dose of God's medicine being infused into our spirit. You know, as an under-shepherd, Brenda and I are pastors. The Greek word for pastors is poimain. And the word poimain means to lead, to guide, and to feed. And so that's what we do. We feed you the word of God. Many times we get inspired to preach the word. But oftentimes there's a combination of preaching and teaching. That's what Jesus did. He went about and he taught and he preached. And God confirmed the word with signs following. Jesus was the express image of the Father. He said, I did not come down from heaven to do my own will, but I came here to do the will of him that sent me. And so as pastors, you know, especially during this time of COVID-19 and this time of the pandemic, we want to make sure that we're feeding you God's medicine and that you are encouraged to stay strong in the word of God. Because the word of God is able to build you up. How many of you have ever been built up by the word of God? Well, it's able to build you up. It's able to feed you and strengthen you. Amen. And so that's what I want to do today. I want to start a little mini-series called The Lord, Our Healer. Say it with me. The Lord is our healer. Praise God. In Exodus 15, if you have your Bibles there or your device, in Exodus 15 and verse 26, it says, And said, If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. Now what that word hearken there, it means to listen to, it means to pay attention to the degree that you just not hear it, but you actually do it. So if you will hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, the word of God, and will do that which is right in his sight, not that which is right in our sight, and will give ear to his commandments and keep his word, then I will permit none of these diseases upon thee, which I have permitted upon the Egyptians. Now notice this with me. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Hallelujah. Amen. The word Jehovah Rapha, that's what he says there. I am Jehovah Rapha. And Jehovah literally means the self-existent one, the eternal one who never changes. So he said, I am Jehovah Rapha. The word Rapha there means I am the Lord who mends you. I am the Lord who cures you. I am the Lord who heals you. Now you've all heard messages in days past, maybe even decades past, of these great redemptive names, Jehovah. For example, Jehovah Shalom means the Lord is our peace. Say this with me, the Lord is my peace. I wonder, is he still the Lord our peace? Absolutely he is. Then we know that the Bible talks about Jehovah Raha, the Lord our shepherd. Is he still the good shepherd? And then, of course, Jehovah Sidkenu, which means the Lord is our righteousness. Thank God 
he still is your righteousness. So if he still is our peace, if he still is our shepherd, and he still is our righteousness, he still is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth us. No one has the right to to take the great I am and make him the great I was. Or to make him the great I will be. Somebody shout out with me. He is still my healer. Hallelujah. So we need to believe that and then act like we are healed. Even though maybe symptoms may be in our bodies. Praise God. We do not observe those lying vanities. What we do is we keep looking unto Jesus. We keep looking unto the Lamb. And looking unto the Word of God. That is where our healing is. Now, other translation of this verse says this. I am the Lord who heals you. I am Jehovah, am healing you. The CJB says, because I am Adonai, your healer. The CEV says, I am the Lord, your God, and I cure your diseases. Amen? How many of you know we should never question this? But we should receive this. No one has the right to take the great I am and make him the great I was. Hallelujah. If he ever was, he still is today. Hallelujah. He is your physician, and your physician still makes house calls. And you are the temple of God. You are the house of God. And the good news is this. There are no incurable diseases with the great physician. Now look at Psalms 103. In Psalms 103, in verse 1, it says this. Hallelujah. He is the Lord that keeps my pages together. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now notice this. And all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Folks, I just wonder, could we bless Him for about 10 seconds together? Come on, folks. Lift up your hands and lift up your voice. And bless the Lord. Bless the Lord with everything you have on the inside of you. Woo! Glory to God. (laughs) Oh, bless God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. With everything that is within us, we are to bless the Lord. And then notice with me, he says, And forget not all. Did you know that all in the Greek means all? And that all in the Hebrew means all? And so he says, as you're blessing him, do not forget these very important things. You see, it is the tendency of us to let certain things that we have heard and certain revelations that we have received, it is our tendency to let it slip. One way that will not allow these revelations to slip is by living in a constant state of praise for what he has done and for what belongs to us today. Can you say amen? So now notice with me, forget not all or any of his benefits. The word benefits there means acts of goodness or services. Amen. Benefits means plural. That means to us that there are more benefits than one. And so benefit number one, who forgiveth all your iniquities. Aren't you glad that as far as the east is 
from the west. So far has he removed your transgressions from you. Aren't you glad that he is even him that forgetteth all thy sins and will not remember them anymore? Oh, man, that is so good news. Who forgiveth now all thine iniquities. Now, missing hell is a great thing. Many of you had one foot in. I'm looking at Charles here. I'm thinking about myself. Many of us had one foot in hell, but oh, thank God there came a day, Charles, where we called on the name of the Lord, and he saved us and rescued us and delivered you and delivered me from all of our sin and from all of our iniquities. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So that's great that he forgives all of our iniquities, but we don't want to stop there. Benefit number two, who healeth all thy diseases. Not some of them, but all of them. The same God in the same verse said, I am your forgiver, I am your Savior, and I am your healer. Hallelujah. Smart ones, bright ones, sharp ones, good-looking ones, rich ones, like you and me, will believe that. And we will receive that. And we will live that all the days of our lives. But foolish ones, I don't see any fools here today. But foolish ones will hold on to their truth. Well, I have my truth. I have my thinking about life. And oftentimes, their thinking is based on philosophy, based on religion, based on the traditions of men, and based on from the lies of the enemy. Is that right? Well, my truth. Really, folks, it does not matter what your truth is. What matters what is the truth. Amen? And Jesus said this, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And there's something else about the truth that is very vital and very important. Not only does it free us, but it sanctifies us. What does that mean? It separates us. Jesus said in John 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is what? Is truth truth. So there's a sanctifying power in knowing the truth, experiencing freedom from the truth, and that sanctifying word will separate you from the lies of the enemy. It will separate you from the philosophies of mankind. It will separate you from the traditions of men, and it will keep you on the straight and narrow path to long life and life abundant to the full until it overflows. Woo, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, verse 3. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities again, who healeth all thy diseases. That word heal again means to mend, to cure, and to thoroughly make you whole. Diseases there in the Hebrew is sickness, malady, any disorder or disease, Especially, now listen to this, especially one that is deep-seated and one that is chronic. Say it with me, Jesus 
heals everything just like he forgives everything. <laughs> oh, how many of you believe it? How many of you believe it? I mean, come on, somebody. Shout if you believe it. Hallelujah. Say it with me. I believe it. And I receive it today. In Jesus' name. Glory. Praise God. Isn't it good to be together? You know, it's a whole lot more fun to preach to people than do a camera. But when I preach to a camera, I do my very best to see the people. Amen. Now notice in verse 4. It says, Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. How many of you can testify this morning that there's been a time in your life where he saved you from destruction? You know, whether it be a car accident or whatever the case may be, he is the Lord who continuously redeemeth our life from destruction. That means protection from COVID-19. Now, we want to use common sense. We want to comply with what we're supposed to be complying with. But listen, folks, our faith is not in a mask. Our faith is in the master. Well, somebody says, well, if our faith is not in a mask, why are we wearing them? We don't wear masks out of fear. We wear masks out of love, considering our brothers and our sisters in Christ Jesus. Amen? So he redeems your life from destruction. Oh, hallelujah. And the Bible says he has a crown for you. He has a crown for you. If we could see in the Spirit this morning, we would say that all of us have a crown on our head. What is this crown all about? Well, the Bible says he crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Woo, aren't you glad for the mercy of God? You're crowned with a crown of favor. You're crowned with a crown of glory. That is one of your benefits. Now, the Amplified says it this way. He satisfies thy mouth. Hallelujah. Your necessity and desire at your personal age and situation with good things. Now, how many of you are ready to shout? This next one is shouting ground right here. So that your youth, your youth is removed. doesn't say a word about your youth being removed, does it? It says so that your youth is renewed, just like the eagle's strong, overcoming, and soaring. Say it with me, strong, overcoming, and go like this without hitting your neighbor, and soaring. Hallelujah. Woo, thank God. Good morning, eagles. We don't want to forget that benefit. I mean, our youth being renewed, what does that mean? I'll be 70 years old in November. I hope you're going to celebrate with me. Thank God for the, the goodness of God. Could have been dead when I was 23 and 24, but the Lord had a plan for my life and kept me alive. You don't want to forget that renewing of your youth like the eagles. That's a huge benefit. What does this mean? This means you get to be 60 or 70 and you start catching a new gear. I'm going to try this side over here. That means you hit 60 or 70 or 80 and you hit a new gear. Hallelujah. <laughs> I like that. I mean, people come up to you and say, my, you look so good. What in the world? Did you have your face lifted? Yeah, I had my face lifted. He lifted me. 
love lifted me. What did you do? Did you have a tummy tuck? No, thank God. I just presented my body to God, and he's taking good care of me. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, come on. I know you've been taking some treatments. What treatments are you taking anyway? You just tell them, I'm taking the full 103. I'm taking the full Psalms 103. He's forgiven me. He's renewing me. He's restoring me. And you know what? He's keeping everyone who will give their life to him and put them in a position to be kept by the power of God through faith. So say this with me. I'm being kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. You know what I sense in my heart today? I sense the doubt and fear is getting pushed off this parking lot. And I tell you what remains. What remains here this morning is rock-solid faith based on rock-solid truth. And so what we need to do then, and we need to remind ourselves that healing belongs to us. We need to establish this fact and reestablish it and make it sure in our spirit that it is His will for me to be healed. Now point to yourself and say, It is God's will for me to be healed. Now in Luke, the fifth chapter, in verse 1, there were thousands of people following Jesus because they had heard something about Him. They must have heard that He was going about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with Him. And in Luke, the fifth chapter, and we notice something in the first verse, it says, It came to pass, as the people pressed upon Him to hear the word of God, He stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Now, in this same setting, notice with me in verse 12, And it came to pass, when he was in a certain city, a blind man full of leprosy. This leper was stage four. This leper was much like a walking corpse. But he saw Jesus, and he fell on his face, and he besought him and said, Lord, if you are willing... I know you can make me clean. You see, the leper knew he could. He just didn't know he would. And in verse 13, Jesus said, He put forth his hand and touched him, and he said, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy was departed from him. One translation says where he said, I will be thou clean. He said, of course I will. Now understand that this I will was not a passive, oh, I guess so, sure, okay. No, thank God. It is his nature and his character to show mercy to those that need mercy. It is as if Jesus was saying, healing is who I am and it is what I do. And did you know that he's still saying the same thing today? He's saying the same thing to people that have cancer. 
He's saying the same thing to people that have COVID-19. He's saying the same thing to people that have arthritis and all the itis brothers. I am the Lord, your healer. Of course, I will heal you. As a matter of fact, I've already done everything I'm going to do about healing you. Now you just receive what belongs to you. Oh, raise your hands. Raise your hands and say, I believe it. And I receive it. Now here's a very important statement. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And faith always will rest on the will of God and the word of God alone. Appropriating faith is not believing that God can, but believe he will. Now a book that I'd like all of you to read is a book called Christ the Healer by F.F. Bosworth. And I want to quote a few things from that book. Bosworth said, We must eliminate any uncertainty concerning God's will for us to be healed before anyone can have a steadfast faith for healing in their body. They must be rid of all uncertainty concerning God's will in this matter. Appropriating faith cannot go beyond one's knowledge of the revealed word of God before attempting to exercise faith for healing, one needs to know what the scriptures, everyone say what the scriptures, plainly teach. That is as much God's will for you to heal the body as it is to heal the soul. And he went on to say, it is impossible to have faith for healing as long as there is the slightest doubt as to it being the will of God. It is impossible to claim by faith a blessing which we are not sure that God offers because the power of God can be claimed only where the will of God is known. And so what we're doing for many of you today, we're watering seed that you had planted in your heart. Yesterday, yesteryear, yesterdecade. For others of you, we are planting the seed. Amen? But one thing we know for sure that it's God who's going to give the increase. So listen very carefully. Whether the seed is being watered or whether the seed is being planted, you can bank on it. God's given the increase. In other words, we're going to increase in greater knowledge and in greater revelation of the healing power that belongs to us. Amen? And we're going to go from strength to strength, from health to health, and from glory to glory. Hallelujah! So we need to establish that and reestablish it. And then we need to take a look at not all the ways that he heals, because there's several ways that he heals. But I want to center in on one way that the master heals us. Look at Luke chapter 5 and verse 14. And it says, And he charged him to tell no man, this is the leper, and show yourself to the priest and offer thy cleansing according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now notice verse 15. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him. Now notice with me. When healing takes place and miracles take place, the fame of Jesus will spread. It's not the fame of a man. It's not the fame of a church. But it is the fame of Jesus. And this is what happened. You know, healing is God's dinner bell. Healing is God's dinner bell. I'm praying for my neighbor. He's from Iran. 
I'm praying for him. And uh, he, I know that for a fact that he suffers, you know, migraine headaches. So Brenda and I are starting to pray for him. And, you know, there may be just a time where I say, okay, Farhad, can we pray for you? God can take care of that. You know, it doesn't really matter whether Farhad knows Jesus or not. Jesus knows him. I wouldn't I wouldn't heal somebody from Afghanistan. I wouldn't heal from That's why you're not God. Jesus is Lord and he's full of compassion and he loves the world and he loves people. The dinner bell. I tell you when people get healed, they'll come running to Jesus. Amen. And so his fame spread about Lord let your fame spread in the Bay Area. Come on, let's pray that right now. Let your fame spread in the city of Hayward. Let your fame spread in the county of Almeda, where there's been a spread of the virus. Let there be a devastation and an eviction of the virus, and let God get the glory. May there be a spread of healing power flowing into every home, flowing into every community, flowing into every business, flowing into every church. Oh, give glory to yourself, Lord. Woo, come on, somebody. Lift up your hands and say, give glory. Give glory to yourself. <laughs> He's famous. He's famous. He is, he is something else. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He's here today. He's here walking among us. He's here by the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. He is here in this place. Power is everywhere present on this parking lot to heal. All we got to do is plug in the plug of faith. Hallelujah. And tap into the power source and receive all that belongs to us. Good preaching, Pastor Mark. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Any charge to tell no man. Show yourself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing, according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But so much more the fame went abroad of him. Now here's the key what I want you to see. This is one way that he heals in a very important way. Es muy importante. And a great multitude came together to hear, first and foremost, and to be healed. They didn't necessarily come just for healing. They came first and foremost for hearing. And as they heard, something happened. You may not know it right now, but something's happening as you're hearing the Word of God. They came to hear and to be healed and as they valued what they heard the healing power began to flow in their lives say this with me healing is an indispensable part of hallelujah for healing hear and be healed now Luke chapter 6 verse 17 hallelujah y'all still here Luke six seventeen, it says he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and Hayward and Oakland and Castro Valley and San Lorenzo, hallelujah, and Union City and Fremont 
and from the coast of Half Moon Bay, and even yay Monterey. Did I just say Monterey? Ooh, I felt that right there. Thank you, Jesus. When I think of Monterey, I think of seafood, and I get this one word in my spirit. For you'll get that at three o'clock in the morning. But they came from all over the place. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Verse 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him, and he healed them. There went power out of him, and he healed them. Them who? Them who came to hear and to be healed. You see that progression? Hearing to be healed, virtue out of them went into virtue out of him went into them and they were healed. You suppose that could happen right now? You suppose this could happen in this this parking lot today? This is God's MO. Faith for salvation comes by hearing. How many of you heard the word concerning salvation? acted on the word concerning salvation and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're saved. If you know you're saved, raise your hand. Well, I guess I better give an altar call. Let me ask one more time. If you know you're saved, raise your hand. Hallelujah. If you know you're not going to hell, shout amen. (laughs) It's his MO. Faith for the infilling of the Holy Spirit comes by hearing. Faith for healing comes by hearing. Now, here's the difficulty. Sometimes we get cocky and we rest on our laurels and we have this attitude. Well, I've heard thousands of messages on faith and I've heard thousands of messages on healing. And you know what? I want to hear something else. Well, when you act on what you've heard, we'll move on. It's like people used to get upset when Brother Hagin would open his Bible to his text. Well, let's open to Mark 11:23, And people would say, oh, brother, Mark 11:23, not again. And he would say this, when you get that one, we'll move on. So we should never have this prideful attitude of I've heard that. What that is, is devaluing the living word. And in the living word, there is life. And in the living word, there is health. And in the living word, there is strength and there is medicine. So no matter how many times we've heard it, the scripture does not say that faith comes by having heard. But faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Well, you know, I've heard that. The other, last week, you know, I'm upstairs and Brenda's downstairs and she's making a meal and I'm getting excited about it you know and she says i'm going to grill some chicken and i'm going to i'm going to put some olive oil in it and then we're going to have some nice vegetables how many of you know that chicken breasts and vegetables are good for your body really good so i'm up there and you know just kind of messing around upstairs she says honey dinner's ready so i come downstairs and i look in the new cast iron frying pan that she had just got and it was not grilled chicken 
it was fried chicken. I said fried chicken. Fried chicken does a body good sometimes. And then I looked over in a pan. She had started to grill the chicken with olive oil, and she said, ah, I'm going to pour that out. Over in the pan, another bowl, there's the olive oil all poured out. And she put the Crisco in there. And I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't just any fried chicken. It was Brenda's fried chicken. She knew how to put fried chicken together. Then I looked in another pan, and there it was. Are you ready? Whoo, hallelujah, white gravy. Fried chicken and gravy and no veggies but mashed potatoes. I should get Brother Joe up here right now, and we could do the mashed potatoes together. That was an old dance, by the way. And all of a sudden, I didn't care about that string steamed broccoli. Because I had me some fried chicken. I had me some mashed potatoes. And I had some white gravy. Lord have mercy. Oh, my, 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 my. When I saw that, my, my, my flesh began to leap with joy. And I didn't go up to Brenda and say, Dear wife of mine, of 42 years, I rebuke you, 43, 43, 43. I rebuke you for making that fried chicken. I had fried chicken back in 1972. I don't need any more fried chicken. Hey, how many of you know fried chicken in 72 is good, but you need some fried chicken in 2020? Amen. Come on. It's good. It's good for you. Sometimes. But God's Word is always good for you. And our attitude should always be, Oh, thank you, Lord. You have prepared a table. Come on, somebody. You have prepared a table before me right here in the presence of my enemies. And on your table is divine healing. And on your table is the joy of the Lord. And on your table is a peace that passes all understanding. On your table is the healing bread, the children's bread. Glory to God. And so we should have this attitude of greatly valuing what we have heard and what we are hearing. Amen. The Bible talks about being nourished up in the words of faith, staying full of healing scriptures. If you need healing in your body, you better get to hearing what God's word has said unto us. Now, in closing, I think, we can't preach real long out here because we're very aware of the weather conditions and how it gets warm. But how many of you got something good so far today? Praise God. And we're going to, you know, we're going to have a little bit more time in the service for some praise and worship and offering. But I just wanted to go over three scriptures with you to feed you a little bit so that we can hear it and believe it and act on it. The first scripture is from Isaiah chapter 53, and you don't need to turn there. Let me read it to you, and I'm going to read it from Young's literal translation. It says this, that surely 
our sickness he has borne. Now pay particular attention to the word has and hath. What he has done and what he hath done, he doesn't need to do again. I'm going to say that again. What he has done, he does not need to do again. He doesn't need to go to Calvary again. He doesn't need to be pierced for your sin again. He does not take, need to take on the sin of the world and all of the diseases known to mankind. He doesn't need to do that again. Now notice, surely, that's positive right there, our sickness he hath borne. That means carried away. And our pains, he has carried them. Since he carried my pain, I have a biblical right to resist the pain that he carried. Amen. Goes on to say, And we have esteemed him plagued, smitten by God, and afflicted. Verse 5. This is a famous verse. And he is pierced for our transgressions. That's our sin. Bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. If he bore my stress, I have a right to resist stress when it comes to me. If he took my fear and didn't give me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of faith, I have a right to rise up and resist the fear. Now that does not by any means that fear and stress will, will stop coming to us. Yes, it will, because the devil is persistent. We must be more persistent to resist him when he knocks on our door. The chastisement of our peace is on him. And by his bruise, everyone say, by his bruise, there is healing to me. The Bible says that Jesus' body was so marred that they didn't even recognize him as a man anymore. His visage was absolutely so marred and so bruised. One writer put it like this. He became, as if it were, one big bruise. And by his bruise. Question, does he need to be bruised again? Now look at Matthew chapter 8. And notice with me in verse 17. Matthew eight seventeen. Matthew 8, 17 says this, that it might be fulfilled, everyone say fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, now notice this, this word, himself, speaking of Jesus, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Is took and bare present tense or past tense it's past tense I like what one person says he says what he took I don't need to take and what he bore I don't need to bear hallelujah how many of you could use at least one more scripture amen you didn't come here to play church you came here to be church and to get fed and to lift your voice and give God some glory hallelujah one more, 1 Peter 2.24, a great verse of Scripture. 
And I'll quote it to you. 1 Peter 2.24 says this, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we should live unto righteousness. Because, listen to this, because he bore our sin and made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you and I ought to do what is right in the all-righteous one's eyes. Exodus 15:26. And part of doing right is living right. Another part of doing right is believing right and speaking right and acting right. Who his own self bore our sins in his own body. Does he need to bear our sins again? No. No. That you and I should live unto righteousness. Now what does the rest of the verse say? Read it with me. By whose stripes by his stripes what were we? Thank you Caleb. We were healed. Hallelujah. Are you seeing it today? Now listen very carefully. And you might have to think about this just for a moment, but I'll clear it up in just a second. God has not promised to heal us. He has not given us a promise of something that He's going to do. Pastor Mark, I know I'll be healed someday. I know I'll be healed someday. And I'm not belittling that. And, and the Lord would never belittle that. But understand this, to have an attitude that I'm going to partake of something someday that has already been purchased for me is putting you in the category of walking by sight and not by faith. Are you listening? It's not something he's going to do. Folks, this by his stripes you were healed. This himself took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses. This is not a statement of a process that is taking place. This is a statement of a past tense accomplishment with present tense results. Woo, hallelujah. Say it with me. This is a statement of a past tense accomplishment with a present tense result. I rest my case. Let's stand up, everybody. Glory to God. Glory to God. We'll have the musicians come back. Glory to God. Just go ahead and lift up your hands and lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Praise and glory and honor. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so as your pastor, kind of like your spiritual trainer, let's go ahead and say these words together. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. I'm not about to be redeemed. I am the redeemed. And you said in your word, let the redeemed of the Lord say so and I'm saying so in him I have redemption through the blood of Jesus I am fully redeemed in my spirit 
in my soul and in my body. Now lift up your right hand and say, Thank you, Lord, for all of your benefits. You have forgiven me. You have healed me. You are crowning me with loving kindness and tender mercies. And I declare this morning that my youth is not being removed, but my youth is being renewed just like the eagles. I'm going to soar as I wait upon the Lord in His Word and in His presence. He is renewing my strength. He is exchanging my strength for His strength. This day, right now, the power of the Lord is present to heal anyone and everyone on this parking lot. I plug in now with my faith. My faith is a plug. And I plug into your power. And I believe right now that I receive a power surge. A power surge. An infusion of glory. An infusion of strength. A renewal and a restoration. I declare this day, I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. My body is getting better and better as the days go by. My kidneys are are well. My knees are strong. My liver is healed. My heart will never attack me. Put your hand over your heart and say, My heart shall live forever. Blood pressure, I call you normal. In the name of Jesus, I call you 120 over 80 in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your hand on your back just as a point of contact. Everyone do it. I call my back healed. Arthritis, I demand you leave my back. Leave my back in the name of Jesus. Jesus' back was bruised for my back. And I receive healing for my back. I call my back healed. I call my back strong. My back is healed by the power of God. Oh, lift your hands. Lift your voice. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, breke salamando. Yes, yes. God is confirming His Word. He's confirming His Word with signs following. If you have a frozen shoulder or if you have a frozen elbow, just place your hand on your shoulder right now. Place your hand over on your shoulder. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we demand that which has been frozen to be released and to be loosed in the name of Jesus. Shoulders, 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 shoulders be healed. Shoulders be whole. Shoulders receive, receive, receive. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say it with me. He's confirming. 
his word with signs following. Now, we don't want to try to work anything up, but sometimes God gives a word of knowledge. He gives a word of wisdom for what may be going on in a person's life. Say it with me. Have your way. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Minister to us in the name of Jesus. I think we need to pray in the Spirit another moment. Brenda, if you have anything, you go ahead and, and yield to the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and pray, guys. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you for the gift of faith. Thank you for the gifts of healings. Thank you for the working of miracles. Thank you, Master, for confirming the confirmation of your word with signs following. Signs following. Signs following. Ooh, these signs. These signs shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus said this, He that believeth on me. We have any believers in the parking lot today? He said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I'm going to the Father. The other day when we were on Facebook Live, this word came out. For the greater works, there shall be a greater anointing, a greater corporate anointing. And when that greater and when that greater greater anointing is activated, there'll be greater miracles. There'll be greater healings. For we are living in the last days. We are living in the greatest days of the church. In spite of COVID-19, in spite of unrest in our nation, these are the days of my glory. These are the days for my church. These are the days for you to arise and shine, for your light has come. Glory to God.